As you guys know, it takes a village to raise a child. But what do we do when it comes to supporting our men? Today, we have an amazing guest. Her and her team are developing awesome programs to help men specifically to reach their full potential. Join us today on the Empower Hour. Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring in power to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. I am so grateful. I am grateful to life. I'm grateful to God, our creator. I'm grateful to our ancestors for being present with us and for creating this opportunity for us to be able to be on here this morning. And I just ask that the time that we spend together, let it be very uplifting. Let it be entertaining. Let it be fun. Most importantly, let it be empowering to all our listeners. And I'm just sending out that spirit of love, light, unity, strength, great health joy peace did i miss any no but i like the joy part yeah Can that's it right I just take you. that take that hotep amen Ashe. Uh, 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 uh. you ever listen to um peace infinite waters running deep once again no no <laughs> What All is right. that? Shout out my boy Ralph. Just check him out. Infinite Waters on YouTube. Oh, really? <laughs> Infinite Waters running deep once again. Sorry. I like that. Yeah? Okay, That's good. good. So I just jacked it from Ralph. Um, so you guys just check him out. He's all about positivity, keeping keeping 100. But I don't know. Like, I, I take him in doses because, I don't know, he went through a phase where it was all doom and gloom. I don't know what happened. It was Everything was positivity. And then he went through a phase of just like, guys... The world's coming to an end. I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to tell you guys, you got to get ready for this. I'm like, wow, okay. I know it's coming to uh, an end. But... Yeah, you had a little moment. Not that you no. were doom and gloom about it, but you are just like, hey, guys, world's coming to an end. No, <laughs> you, you, exactly. No, you, and you see that ha, 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 at the end is important because the world coming to an end is not a bad thing. But anyways, let's just, <laughs> anyways yeah, like I, 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 I won't shock the people this morning. We have other episodes for that. So, Grand Raz and Gina, how was your week? My week was uh, as good as it. Well, it was good. You right. It was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, I don't, I don't, I know. I think I've said it for the last three episodes because we've been in it for the last three episodes. But Mercury retrograde is ending mm. today. Oh yeah, oh, it is. Yes. Yes. It is over. <clears throat> I've had a How good it, time with it. Oh, oh. Well, I've been okay because mm-hmm. I've been laying low. Right. The key is lay low. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I'll just pass right over. Just let it go. Hundred percent. But then, like me looking at the outside in, like the amount of like fires that people were coming to me with and i was just kind of just like just it's okay mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay just just hold on i love that but you know what i you know what i did this week tell me tell me i binge watched <clears throat> a different world oh yes oh my yeah. gosh it's giving me so much life like they oh, guys mm-hmm. guys 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 yeah. it's one it, it, so many faults so many faults because it's what it was in the 80s too like mm-hmm. watching it as a kid i yeah. loved it yeah watching it as an adult <clears throat> yeah 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 and going back to it and seeing all the cameos that they had like a different world was a very important yeah. show yeah and you and we took it for granted we oh, really for didn't granted 100%. yeah yeah we didn't grasp the story we didn't grasp the messages but you know what brought me to that is because i had seen that uh whitley i uh, not excuse me jasmine, jasmine guy. guy yeah Woo. I my know. bad right. and kadeem they were on the breakfast club yeah. and because they, they, they did a reunion show and they yes. were talking about like you know all the points that they were like kind of like coming across and again it's different because when i was watching it as a kid i was a kid i didn't understand college things university nope, things blah, 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 blah. all we I, knew was the continuation <clears throat> after the cosby show a hundred percent that's all we knew right a hundred percent but so that brought it back i was like oh you know what let me go back and watch it and like that um, I need to get the physical copy to make sure that it goes down generation to generation mm. to generation. <laughs> Even when we're that. living in spaceships, yes, yes, I need you guys to watch. It's a different world. Got it. I love that. It's not. It's a different world. It's uh, a different world. Mm-hmm. But um, I did do that. Um, no, another... wait, hold on. I have to talk on that two seconds because I think I did watch the same clip you might have. Where I watched the t- whole uh, interview, w- but yeah. Okay. Well, I just watched the clip where they were talking about the wedding scene. Yes. Oh man. 
Guys, everybody, you guys already know what I'm talking about. Where Dwayne comes and breaks up that wedding scene. But to understand that that he did that improv, there's a section of that that was improv. You got to watch the whole interview because then you got to understand also like why he improv that scene mm-hmm. and like and like their implication and oh no no guys yeah yeah sibuku, <laughs> sibuku, guys you so gotta check this out it. you gotta check it out okay good 100 percent. um september 30th uh people was the day to wear orange because it was truth and reconciliation day mm. uh, so that is the um new federal government uh or federal holiday i should say okay um it's not recognized provincially mainly um federal offices and banks close that day okay uh i would like i propose that we move um that we abolish thanksgiving and recognize this as an official holiday mm. and it is a holiday um to recognize uh the truth and to reconciliate what happened to the aboriginals so you're saying in instead so in year 100%. of so instead of having two days off yes, you're, because you're just proposing one we still do thanksgiving today right and i say we loosely i am yes. not in that we mm-hmm. um we the, the the country celebrates Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving was about the Aboriginals and the uh, the colonists coming together to break bread. That's not what happened. No, they it was a genocide. Yes, that's what happened. And and then you know oh m- maybe because I don't believe your history books. Right. Yeah. Because it's his story. Right. Yes. Um, but maybe if that was it, it was just like all right, guys, we're all kind of hungry. Let's take a pause mm-hmm. on this war. Right. But there's 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 nothing to be thankful there. And you I guys were just like, yeah, see, we're not that bad. Here are these smallpox blankets yeah. to kill off more of your people. So, so why are we even why celebrating this? And you're absolutely right. And you're bringing you're shedding light on a lot of nastiness that we're so ce- that we're celebrating. So my um my question is, and just forgive my ignorance. So in us acknowledging it, like were there uh, reparations paid to the the uh, <laughs> indigenous families? Like uh. Of- I have to I have to go look into it. Uh, I don't know if reparations were actually paid. What I've heard, mm-hmm. right? Because you know I'm not an avid news watcher. Mm-hmm. No, uh, but what I've what I've heard is more so of the um, acknowledging, the mm-hmm. apologies, the uh, working towards rectifying, and what that means is open to interpretation. Okay. Um. So I unfortunately I haven't been following it um close en- closely enough to know if actual monetary um, okay. exchanges have been done all right i'm just i'm keeping a close eye on that you know i just feel like it's awesome all the lip service great sure but uh no there, there's there's these these atrocities um like the, i don't say money's going to solve everything but um you know i'm pretty sure a family wouldn't would, wouldn't hurt uh it wouldn't hurt a family to to receive a, a some type of settlement um for just the wrongs that were done it's like you there's know? there's settlement and there's also but it, I think it goes deeper than that right because mm-hmm. you know how we talk about um or there's the running joke that if you gave black people their reparations um Cadillac is gonna run out of cars yeah and it's it's a joke but it's not either right right um, <clears throat> and it's not to say that uh you need to give money and dictate how someone's supposed to use it but beyond that another example is young athletes getting so much money not being taught how to manage your money because it's not taught in school and you're deliberately not taught how to manage that and get multi-million dollar deals and then be bankrupt yeah by the time they retire <clears throat> it has to go hand in hand on how that how you're building that awesome. so you have to put the money into the community to build it up you give it to community leaders mm-hmm. who can who know who understand how to build that up so that when you can cut them that check like what you do with um what is that called? Oh, it's a lot of callback. That one? No, no, like uh, like when when a, when a, a child comes of age and they receive their um, inheritance, inheritance, no. okay, or right. or yeah, yeah, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you have it there waiting for you, but let's build you up to make sure that when mm. you get it, it's actually gonna do what it's supposed to do. You see, and I, I like that. I like that approach. Uh, the it's just that we have to be careful because if we're going to say we want community organizations to be able to you know like to be a fiduciary, so to speak, we've gotta make sure they're they're prepared to properly educate the community. A hundred percent. And I'm saying like government, you need to pay those organizations Mm -hmm. to be able to build those programs. Right. But it's still like, don't take it out of the money that you need to pay the people. There's the amount you need to pay them. And then there's the, the investments that you need to put into those communities to build their institutions. Mm, I dig. Okay. I like that. I like that approach. All right. So dope. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. And just, um, I did a paint. I just did a paint night. Uh, sometimes guys, um, Allowing your artistic flow to happen. Like at your house? Like your own paint? Yeah. Oh, or? well, and I say a paint night. It was just me. Oh, okay. I just decided to take like... out my paint and I just started painting. Nice. Okay. And... Okay. I thought you went to like a sip and paint. 
No, no. And I wasn't even sipping. I was going like, I sipped and paid at home. I, <laughs> I just painted. Um, and like it started with one thing and it just grew into this whole thing. I was just like, okay. But what was best about it was it was therapeutic. Nice. That's what it's about. Yeah. And, and it really helped quiet the noise. Because usually there's always a phone. There's always TV. There's all this. Yes. I didn't even put music, which is mm. odd. Because I was like, oh, I'll put some music. I was like, no. It was just me and the canvas. Nice. And that was really good. Ah. How was your week? Um, well, let's see. First, uh, as you guys know, I, I I lose track of days and times all the time. Like so, I'm I'm kind of I I I don't even know what I did last week because it kind of mushed into together. But I did have my own Mercury Mercury retrograde uh, experience. How was that today? Uh, it started on Friday. Oh, a whole weekend of it. Yeah. So I'm driving, but, but I, I guess I'm just going to testify and we'll keep it moving. So, um, this is my testimony. Hallelujah. So it starts off Friday. Um, I'm heading out to the OFC retreat, um, just to touch base, see what's going on out there to, you know, do, 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 mm-hmm. um, driving out and, um, I'm on the highway. I just passed Gepansini. And I just get a vibe. Guys, the vibe is loud and clear. And it's like, yo, you need to exit now. And I, I'm like, oh, word. And now, usually when I'm driving down, I'm listening to music. I'm in my zone. I'm just having a good time. Shout out MC Solo. Um, and, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> when, when I tell you guys, the vibe was like, yo, you need to exit right now. I put my head up. I was right. I didn't exit at the time. So I'm like, perfect. So I have to maneuver because there's a car between me and the other and me and the exit lane. Like, I'm giving you guys a full play by play here. So I'm in the left lane. There's this car in the right lane. I got to maneuver and exit right away. Guys, I exit right as I exit. Bang. My right front tire blows up. So it, but but basically where I was, I had enough momentum to roll off to the onto the like I exited, went into the parking lot of a strip mall. So, mm. you know, so I had t- so it was a great place to park because I just parked right there in the parking lot. Had time I could go get something to eat. I had time to flag people down. Now, you guys know me. I keep the, I keep the energy positive. So, all right, cool. So I'm grateful. I'm one. I'm grateful that that didn't happen on the highway. Right. So I'm yep. like, yo, give tanks. Um. Now the next joke is uh, I'm taking the um, the tire. my tire off. Uh, I realized that I don't have a piece in my jack thing. Like so, oh. yeah. That's so the my optimism it kind of got a little gray when I was like, oh wait, I can't even take the tire off myself. Anyways, I'm gonna spare you guys the super long drawn out story because uh, I did end up having to flag somebody down. Who ended up calling CAA for me? The guy came, took care of the tire, quick, fast. In that process, I did happen to meet a racist, which was interesting, um, because we had a great conversation. He's like, you know, I normally don't like black people or English people, but you're a pretty cool guy. So I figured. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I he's one of the people I ask. I'm here asking everybody and and whatever. And then so I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. So, <laughs> so sorry. Because I need to know how that that happened. Because it's just yeah. like, hi, can I help you? Ah, I normally don't help your kind. What do you need? Like, how, how did it get to that? Okay, so basically, so in my process, just asking people, right? So I see this guy sitting in a truck, a pickup truck. And I, I go and I ask him. And he gives me a look. Like, the look was very much like, yo, why are you even speaking to me? But he's like, he's like, give me 10 minutes. You know, I'll see what I could do. I'm like, okay, cool. No stress. So I go back my business, da da da, and in in the interim, I did run into somebody else who had time to call and and get me help or whatever. So now, now the guy comes and leaves, and I'm good to go. But now the other guy who said give me ten minutes, he's now coming around to come give me a hand. So he pulled up his truck next to me. He didn't realize that somebody came and already left. So he's about to get out of his truck, and I'm like, oh no, it's okay. Somebody uh, called CAA for me. He's like CAA. He's like, what? All, all the people that you asked, no one was able to help you. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm like, not really. But I'm like, it's all good. You know what I mean? The, like, uh, CAA came and left. He's like, I just want you to know. He's like, regardless. Um, he's like, I'm from Sherbrooke. He's like, and I was going to help you today. He's like, I think it's just people in the area. They just suck. You know, and that's what So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's all good. He's like, you know what? No, and then when he tells me that, I'm like, you know what? Here, you take my business card. If ever you need help with anything, d- definitely give me a shout. So he looks at my card, looks at me. He's like, what do you do? I'm like, I run a network. We support people in the community. Interesting. He's like, you know what? I don't normally like English people. And when I was younger, he's like, I was racist too. He's like, but I come to realize that not you guys are not all the same. I'm like, 
Okay. Thank you. All right. I'll take that. He's like, yeah, you know, like, I feel like he's like, yeah, like, he's like, <laughs> sorry, guys. He's like, he's like, English people, you know, I call them blockheads. And and he's like, especially the Americans. And I'm like, he's like, wait, are you American? I'm like, no, I'm not American. Okay. I don't, Gina. So wait, I, I, the one thing was like English people in Quebec. So this might say the whole English people in the world? Yeah, all, all over the world. He does not like, but it really did make me realize that, okay, yeah, there are people out there who really are racist. Like, did you? <laughs> it's like, but. Because the logic is he, a little flawed, yo, a lot he, of flawed, sir. It okay. was very flawed, but he didn't care. He didn't like race. He does not like English people. He doesn't like Americans. He doesn't feel, he doesn't understand why Americans have the right to have a border to separate us from them. Um, he's like, what makes them so good? Anyways, I don't. But you don't th- even like English people. Yo, why do you even want to go to no, their country? You know what? Sorry, yeah. guys, digress. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not even the point. The point is. No, because you got, you clearly got a flat tire because, because that connection needed to be happening. Needed like, to, that's what I told myself. I'm like, yo, for some man. reason, I had to show this guy that there was good English people and good black people. Because apparently, like, he didn't like black people and he didn't like English people. But after meeting me. He was okay with it, so that so that was my my minor Mercury retrograde story. But there was more to it because that was a Friday, and then now Sunday, as I'm driving back to the studio to come and record our amazing show, my other tire blows out, which was dope. Um, nope, my sarcasm. So now, um, but no, I I I I'm gonna say it was dope. Sorry for the long drawn out story, guys, but. I was supposed to leave Saturday night to come back up to the city. And then the vibe was like, don't leave Saturday night, leave Sunday morning. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to force energy. I, I relaxed at the cottage. I took it easy. Coming up Sunday morning, hey, the tire blew out, but I'm glad it was high daytime and not yeah. in the middle of the night. Yo, it was cold last night. Yo, too, so that's the universe, yo, where I pulled <laughs> off, the, like the spirit told me, yo, my tire blew, but it was still like, yo, just keep moving though. Because I kept rolling till I got to the exit. Found a beautiful parking spot. Big shout out to Shy who came to rescue me with, with the other spare tire. Ah, I have to say, although you know the morning didn't go just according to plan, it did go according to plan because I'm here. I'm grateful. The spirit is leading. I really, I've, I've been feeling super optimistic lately. I've been super feeling super positive. Um, life has really been just revealing a lot of stuff to me. If I get a chance a little later on in the show, I'll share a little bit more of the nuggets that's been coming to me all week. Mm. But I'm just really excited um, for where we are, man. So, um, you know. Well, kudos for you for actually listening. Because, like, I'm not going to lie. And, of course, and I've been saying this, you got to go with your gut. But if I'm driving on my way to go to my destination and I have a random tingling to be like, yeah. get off here. Get off here and what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was what am ra- I supposed it, to yo, do? I'm glad you brought attention to that because it was super random. Like, it was like, yo, I, 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 it was really just like, yo, you got to exit. I was like, I got to exit. And I, I was just like, okay, I put my head up. I was like, all right, I guess that means here. And as I'm exiting, I hear bang. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, all right, all right. This is what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yo, I am so grateful for that. So, yeah, I know. Big shout out. I'm, guys, I really wish this for everybody, guys. I wish that you guys would just pay attention to that gut feeling. Pay attention to that intuition. Like, yeah. And the more you do, the clearer it becomes. And the more you just sail through life experiences. And it's not to say everything's perfect all the time because that's not what life is about. But it's just that in the moment, you'll, you'll, you'll get through it in the best way for yourself. You'll breeze through. You'll evolve. It's yep. just dope. No, because nine times out of ten, when you don't go with your gut, you end up regretting it. And I only yeah. say nine times out of ten because I don't remember everything. Every time I haven't gone to go to that, but like that's why I can't say 10, 10 right? Out of 10. Yeah, yeah, but, but generally 10 out of 10. If yeah. you don't go with your gut, that's just what it is, man. That's just what it is. So, yeah, so so we're about to go and take a we're about to take a quick little break, and we're coming back. We are coming back with the parlay to the parlay with the people, and we have Valerie Gordon and her awesome team. So, we have they have this initiative, it's called Flex to Launch. Um, and it's you know, an amazing, amazing initiative because, as you know, um, it's not always easy for young men uh, coming up. Um, it's like, let's, I'm just going to say it as a young man coming up. There was a lot of things I, I had to just figure out, um, even when it came to being a father, when it came to being an entrepreneur, when it came to just, you know, just show being a husband uh you name it like a lot of things that we just had to figure out uh coming up and it wasn't always the easiest and um i valerie gordon and her team with this flex launch like they're really working on this thing to help men help men to just go to that next step um 
from 18 to i think it's like an 18 plus program but it's really to you know to 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 one be a, a listening ear for for young men who need an outlet who want to express where they're at um but then also just to be a support a resource to help them to be able to go to that next phase in life and you guys know i as a a person who who created this whole black mitzvah concept for these young boys i love that initiative man do you know do you have any young men in your life that uh could benefit from this episode? i have six brothers ah um <clears throat> thankfully uh most mm-hmm. have not failed to launch nice okay okay good so well then hopefully for the for this for the one for the ones i might have followed through the crack <laughs> um this this program could be awesome but i know that there's there's huge 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 things coming guys so you guys stay tuned um yeah because as we come back from our break you guys will be joining us for parlay with the people Let's take a quick positive cause just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca. If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked mainstreamdigicom.com you're trying to get out on the web you're trying to understand how to navigate through ads check out java logics for all your marketing your digital marketing where would we be without preston i don't even know check out java logics i give thanks to preston for what he's done for the ofc the amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals we're proud to stand behind his work check out javalogics.com no, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Farrell, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance. Educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanated Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. Parlay with, with the people. Parlay 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 with the people. y'all. All right, everyone, it's that time. It's Parlay with the people. And today we have very special guests. We are speaking with some special individuals from Alternative Development Solutions. Uh, we have Valerie, we have Dr. Stanley Chase, and we have Dr. Robert Edward Whitley. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm well. You know what? Ladies first. Valerie, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, I, I let me clarify. I am Valerie. I'm the founder of Alternative Development Solutions, which is a member 
of the OFC. And it is through that connection, um, um, I have been invited to do this interview. Um, but this is a specific project that the Alternative Development Solutions is involved with, but it's led by Dr. Rob Whitley. So I'm a small female uh, entrepreneur <laughs> and it's in this capacity that I reached out to the OFC. But Dr. Rob Whitley is the team lead, um, lead researcher of our project team. So I'll hand you over to him. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. And thank you for being <laughs> on and, and nice having say, you on, Dr. Rob. I wouldn't say a small, I would say an important Black woman entrepreneur. <laughs> well, we won't put small to that. Mm -hmm. All right, Dr. Dr. Rob, please, by all means, introduce yourself and the project. Yeah, and, and haven't worked with Valerie for more or less six months now. I can tell you she's a very effective operator, uh, very highly recommended. And uh, I'm so pleased to work with Valerie and Stan. And in our email correspondence, I always call them the dream team. And uh, <laughs> they, they probably think I'm joking, but I'm not because I've worked on many <laughs> projects. And uh, we, the three of us really work well together and we have a great chemistry. And, and Valerie and Stan are both really hard workers and innovative people with a lot of initiatives. So I'm glad to share the stage with them. And um, Valerie said I'm the project, le project lead. Um, on paper, I'm the project lead because the funder needs to have an individual point person that they can go to and be accountable for issues. But uh, in reality, the three of us work as a collective. We, we make all our decisions collectively. Um, and just to give a bit more background about who I am, I guess, I'm an uh, associate professor at McGill University and a researcher at the Douglas Research Centre, which is a mental health research centre um, in Verdun. Um, I've had a long interest in men's mental health. I recently wrote a book about it. Uh, and also an interest in the mental health of minority populations. And uh, I worked in London with Jamaican immigrants um, many years ago. Uh, I was lucky enough to spend a, <clears throat> a semester as a, uh, as a guest scholar at the University of the West Indies on the Mona campus in Jamaica. Um, so We've been very lucky to work with some great people and great communities all over the world. And looking forward to working with the uh, community in Montreal on this project. Thank you, and th thank you for the introduction. And thank you. Okay, so good. And, and now I I understand where 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 the the the, the passion is coming from. And I'm I am i looking forward to deep diving because I do have some more questions for you. So okay, <laughs> awesome. So we'll let uh, brother Stanley Chase. Yes. Um, so I'm a former. Um, resident of, of uh, Montreal, born and raised in Montreal, but I have transplanted myself several times in Toronto, and I've been here now for 10 years again. But I um, did my graduate studies at McGill and um, Concordia, and I taught at uh, photography at Dawson College and um, Concordia as well. And then um, I left uh, and came here 10 years ago, and now I'm a um, professor at uh, what is now known as Toronto Metropolitan University which is a mouthful, formerly known as Ryerson. And um, I teach conflict resolution courses and teamwork courses in community uh, community services. I've always uh, said that I've um, been able to keep myself relatively sane by doing community work. So in Montreal, uh, back in 1995, I was one of the co-founders of the Leave Out Violence Organization. And 25 years later, we're still uh, doing well in Montreal, Vancouver, and Halifax. Unfortunately, we had to close up in Toronto and um, New York City, but the other four cities are thriving. And um, it was through that connection with Leave Out Violence how I met um, Rob Whitley. We worked on a, an evaluation project together. And um, after we completed that, we kept in touch. And um, um, then Rob reached out to me last summer. And um, I was interested in working, um, you know, continuing my work in community work. And um, just timely enough that uh, when Rob um, reached out to me, he had written an article in the Gazette, Valerie had reached out to him. And one of the things I had noticed through the pandemic was that well, a lot of um, um, who was delivering all the groceries and all the frontline workers were all of these young black men. And so it was something I, you know, that really struck me. And uh, when I got the call about maybe you know participating in this and helping with the application for the funding, I was, it was perfect timing because it's, I think, you know, there's no time like the present for the future, as they say. 
And um, I'm very fortunate enough now to be working again with Rob and having met Valerie now over the past few months. And yes, uh, we're looking forward to working on um, this project. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great ideas out there, but implementing them is, is a big challenge. So, uh, you know, it's nice to be working with people who have that experience of actually moving things past just uh, the idea stage. So I'm looking forward to that and exploring this, um, this, new, this new way of perhaps reaching out and supporting young Black men. This is amazing. And so now, so, and I'm sure our audience who's listening, so they're, they're, they're excited to understand a little bit more because now the, let, let's deep dive a little bit about the project itself. So um, if you guys could uh, describe it, explain it, and then uh, we'll explain how we could even get involved. Okay, well, I'll let them, Rob start off with that. Since, um, yeah, he's kind of at the top of the, started off this kind of, <laughs> Telecommunications and this virtual chain that we're all living in now. So go ahead, Rob. You start. And Rob, you're on mute. If you got mute, okay. Could go up a little more too. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit. I'm, I'm a bit immersed in kind of boring statistics in my job, so so I'll give a few of those. Which is when we look at all the demographics of society: black, white, male, female, but immigrant, non-immigrant, etc. Different ethnic groups. Um, we can look at factors like which group has high rates of dropping out of high school, which which group has high rates of uh, unemployment, which group has high rates of uh, finding it difficult to get into appropriate education, appropriate vocational training, etc. And when you look at all the demographics, we actually find that young black men have some of the highest rates of, of, of dropping out of high school, uh, not 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 completing a university degree. Um, being unemployed in the 18 to 25 age range, which is a very important window to get your foot on the career ladder. Um, and, and there are many reasons for this. And Stan and myself brainstormed about what we could do to try and help this demographic, because we feel they're kind of an ignored demographic. Nobody really talks about them. Um, and, and if they do talk about them, it's often in stigmatizing kind of words, relating them to crime or relating them to uh, negative outcomes uh, and we wanted to create a program to help so what what we've done is we've uh, got this money from the government and we decided that we would create and implement a program an online program to help young black men develop kind of soft skills uh, which nobody may have taught them which can help them in terms of getting a job getting an education getting on the on the ladder uh, skills like communication skills um good study habits, uh, creating a good CV, um, going for a job interview, how to make a good impression, etc. So these kind of soft transferable skills. And we have kind of <clears throat> three phases to the project. The first phase is a consultation phase, which is where we're at now, where we're holding focus groups with um, people from the black community, young black men, black parents, black educationists, black teachers, to really it's a listening exercise to see what they think about the problem and what they think about the potential solution um, and what we can do to help. So we're in that phase now, we're actually looking for people to participate in the focus groups. So if anyone is interested, you get a $50 Amazon gift card as a, as a reward for your time. They'll last about an hour. Uh, some will be online, some will be in person. Uh, you can contact me at robert.whitley at mcgill.ca um, or you can phone me 514 761 6131 extension 3436. Um, that's the consultation phase. Once we listen to everyone, we're then going to create an online program, which we hope to start in January 2023. And this online program will probably meet weekly. Uh, Stan will be the, the, key, the key teacher, and we'll have other guest speakers, maybe people like yourself, Pharaoh, or people like Stretch from. Uh, uh, from the radio and other black community leaders coming in, giving sessions, uh, giving advice about networking, communications, etc. Um, we envision this course will last maybe two months, three months, four months. We're going to do the consultations to hear what the community has to say. Uh, and then after the implementation phase, we'll have a follow-up phase where we'll have more mentoring, we'll, we'll evaluate the impact, we'll see what happens to the young black men who are in the program. Uh, I feel I've said a lot, so maybe Stan Valerie would like to 
something. Well, and and actually, but I just, I wanted to chime in because first of all, like I I I, I want to commend you guys like uh, for what you guys are doing. I do think the project is a huge value because um, with what we do within the OFC, we do we mentor youth. Like we have a like you know we 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 have a homeschooling program and different things like that where we we support youth from all different ages. Um, and what we find is is uh, a lot within the young black men specifically. There's um, there, there's a lack of mentors and at times it creates like a lack of guidance as well. Um, and they, 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 they aren't aware of what their options are. So it creates almost like a stag, they become a little stagnant. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's good to have something like this to be able to, um, to help to give them that encouragement, that push that, um, even to just show them some options, um, just to help to stimulate, because if not like what, what, what we're seeing as we're growing older, um there's like we're realizing that there's gaps in between um the relationships and stuff like that in the community as well and at times it is because uh, some of the, the 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 younger brothers they're not developing as much as uh, some of the sisters because it almost seems like there's a, almost like a lack of motivation and then but what the, what so that's creating a gap a break between the men and the women within the community and for what we do within the ORC that's a big deal for us because we're here to build families to build nations right and like you know a nation is a bunch of strong united families um so yeah so I, it's really it's commendable what you guys are doing um uh valerie or stanley did you guys want to well i wanted to I wanted, in, yeah. I wanted to do a couple of things first is to to say thanks to pharaoh himself for the work that he has been doing he is a relatively young black man but he's also a father of young black men Mm -hmm. And he has already agreed when I approached him to participate in the focus group. Oh, Plus, he okay. has a very wide reach in the work that he's doing in the many businesses that he's involved, um, supporting and mentoring in his work as the president of the OFC. So I just wanted to, 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 to record that. Okay. Secondly, I wanted to kind of piggyback on something that, that um, Stan said regarding the fact that there are a lot of ideas, but um, often they're not implemented. And my approach has been a results-oriented approach from the training and background that I have had in um, project management and international development financing, making sure we get the desired results. And that's, uh, that's one of my key um, principles for working. So in this project, it, it, it works out very well that we all committed to this fact, this issue of not just having these ideas, but making sure that they are implemented. Um, the only other quick comment I want to make for the time being is in terms of the, the black young Black men that we're targeting. We are very sensitive to the fact that we do not want to um, further stigmatize young black men and make their situation worse. Um, we don't want to create an impression that, you know, all young black men have failed or that the ones that are not doing well don't also have talent and not, you know, they have gifts, they have talents. And, and you were on the money, Pharaoh, when you said, but somehow there's a bit of stagnation that, may, that is related to a number of causes that Rob identified and that we are all aware of, including the fact that almost 50% of our young black males did not have a father figure or in their families to help teach them these things. One of the other things we come across in the community that many of our, our, our young black males come from families that are immigrants. So the, the traditional network that we are used to as African um, descendants of African people where the whole network, the whole village is important for upbringing and teaching us things. Um, being immigrants, they've moved away from that support network and therefore don't have it. So this project aims to, to kind of supplement some of those, those factors. Brother Stanley, did you have anything else that you want, did you want, did you want that to? Oh. No, I think we've you know covered quite a bit there just in those uh, if you wanted to maybe, if you maybe wanted to probe probe us a bit, it's always nice to have the questions too. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, I because, actually because we ahead. have you know the feedback is coming from the community. So talking to yes. community members is, is important and, and your questions are are good for us to have, you know? Yes. 
So one thing that piqued my interest is when I heard you guys talk about helping uh, these men going back into the workforce and working on their resumes and how to interview. Um, how how is that part? And I speak because um, I'm I'm 14 years in recruitment, so I've been working wow. with okay. hiring and. I've spoken to my fair share of people. I've, I've had my fair share of interviews. So I'm interested to know how you guys are helping on that scope or what do you, what, what's, what, what are, what's put in place for that? Well, we have, we had some, um, you know, in our brainstorm and we've come up with some modules, so to speak, with a different, um, different topics, such as, uh, as we mentioned at the top, um, just so, not soft skills. And also they're also known as essential skills. Here in Toronto, I've taught in the literacy and basic skills field. And I worked a lot with them um, for six years with young um, people who were trying to get them, who never finished high school and tried to get to um, univers uh, university or college. And we called those essential skills, certain skills that you absolutely need nowadays to be successful and to get your life under control. So they go as far as like teamwork, which is what I teach at, um, at TMU, um, even conflict resolution, and then also identity. Who am I? You know, if you don't know yourself, um, how can you succeed? You know, so we try to also get people to understand like our their history. You know, how we brought what brought us here, what brought us here today. And I, I even tell the story of getting my grandfather's um, their birth certificate from Barbados. And you know, it wasn't so much that I had that in my hand that I had this that he was born in 1996. But what I also realized was that. Before that, my Greek, all my great grandparents were slaves in Barbados, you know, and that's not that long ago. So those kind of things, you know, resonate. So if we can bring those kind of ideas, so that they they feel more confident about who they are, how how we arrived in Canada, you know, our family histories, those starting with that organic kind of stuff, and then understanding what you bring to the table, and you know what makes us all different, and why we all need have different perspectives, different ideas. So. These, these skills, you know, are never, they're not taught in school necessarily. I know that, you know, and I, I, at the university level, I see that, you know, they're sometimes astounded at what they're finding out because they've never really had the opportunity to, you know, so these kind of simple kind of soft skills, essential skills, whatever you want to call them, they're, they're needed. And, mm -hmm. you know, to have a curriculum designed with that kind of focus that will hopefully remove some of the barriers to their, you know, motivate them. Right. As with blocking them. So, and so I like that. And, th and thank you for that. And actually, um, because what, what, Wait, there's something Valerie said that really stood out to me. And that's uh, what I took from it is that the goal for this project is to come up with something practical, something that's tangible, not theoretical. Because I know a lot of times we have these things and these studies and these these yeah. workshops that it's like, yeah, we're, exactly. we're, you know, in theory, we're helping these brothers to be able to um, to to be to 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 contribute more to society. But 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 by the end of the program, by the end of the project, it's like we check some boxes. But did we really have an impact? in these in these in these men's lives so now um so one of the things that that i would like to understand or if maybe we could walk our listeners through this is really what what they can expect or what we should be looking to to do or to contribute like in terms of activities or you know like how if people are interested they're listening right now and they want to get involved what should be the steps we should be following to get involved and what should we be looking to accomplish well, I would say, first of all, we want people to register for the focus groups. Perfect. We're looking for young Black men, and they could be successful or not, because we want to make sure that there's cross-fertilization, that there is, there is peer support in the conversation, etc. So we want to recruit young Black men to participate in the focus groups. We want to recruit parents of young Black men, especially. Um, between the ages of 18 to, to 35. So because they are very intimately and organically involved with their, their children, they have an understanding, they have very good perspectives that would help. So we want to recruit parents also for the, um, for the focus groups. And we want, to include, we want to recruit people who are involved in the education of young Black men in that age group because they too have another perspective from whatever educational program or institution they're involved in. So that's a, that's a, a primary thing. As far as our um, community organizations, 
It is to help us recruit persons, help us bring your perspective to the conversation so that um, the eventual design will really be grounded in the reality of, of, of what the real needs are or what the resources are. Because I'm listening to Gina talking now. Here we come across somebody who's in recruitment. You know, I'm sure Stan would want to have a conversation with her and other persons maybe involved in recruitment to bring that perspective because at the end of the day, we want, we want those young black men to be successfully recruited at some point in time unless they decide to go into business. So the community, even if, you, if you're not in the three categories of being a young black man between that age group, 18 to 35, or uh, an, an educator or a parent, but you, are, you, met, you function in the, in the community or you may have come across the phenomena in your experience or in your life to bring that to call us and let us know what you think. Um, as Rob was talking about the, the initial consultative part where we just, we're talking to key informants and they're bringing some, something to the table for us as well. So contact us, Rob has given his information and um, register with us, let us know that you're interested in what you're interested in and help us spread the word. Help us spread the word because eventually we are going to have to recruit the young black men into the program. And you know, that is not, that may not be easy to do. So the more hands we have on board in helping to identify who they are and encouraging them to participate and to stay with the program, that's another way people can contribute. I love this. I love it. A lot. I, and if there, there's an uh, opportunity, I'm sure we could take this offline, but if there's an opportunity for the OFC to become an official collaborator of the project, it'd be our pleasure to do so. There's, um, this reminds me of, um, uh, and Gina has taken part, we, we've done two Black mitzvahs in our community where um, where we hosted a thing for, um, it's something we kind of created, we kind of mushed a, a bunch of uh, concepts together and created a Black mitzvah, but it was like a coming of age for boys, young young boys uh, mm-hmm. going, becoming teenagers, going from 12 oh, to 13, um, or uh, coming of age from 17 to 18. So, and what we had done is that we we got a bunch of leaders in the community who sat and and um and had Zoom conversations with these young men to give them different pointers, answer different questions. And we also had a list of books and documentaries we had them um read and then pre- present a report to the community. And um and it's something that if like if if this is an opportunity where we could collaborate and create and and put more energy towards these type of programs, we'd love to, you know, make this available because they had they had a huge impact on the lives of these young men. And a lot of parents, once they seen it, they were interested, but we didn't necessarily have the capacity to continue to uh to offer. But I would love to be able to collaborate and you know and see if it's something that more parents would want to get involved with. So that's a uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. So now, for so for contact information, how do people get in contact with you guys to be able to participate? I'll go ahead, but maybe Valerie and Stan can also, because some people always don't understand my British accent. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, you can email me at robert.whitley at mcgill.ca, and that's r-o-b-e-r-t dot w-h-i-t-l-e-y, um, or you can phone me um, and if I'm not there. Uh, one of my co-workers will answer at 514-761-6131, extension 3436. Thank you. So, and so that is the best. Can I add, Faro, that because of your wide network, one of the ways you can support us is by allowing yourselves to be a point of contact to refer people to us. Because it's easy for them. They know Faro, they know the OFC, you have a wider reach and so you know, if people want, because it's it's more comfortable for them to say, well, look, I'm interested in that project, and then you can refer to us. But because. I also don't mind giving my information for those who know me or want to contact me. You know, that's also an option. Okay. All right. So perfect. So definitely. So anybody who's hearing, you guys know you could always contact directly through the Empower Hour. We'll connect you. You could connect directly through the OFC and we'll connect you. And but we will also make it a point to share the contact information on our, all our pages. As the flyers and different things become available, we're also going to make sure to share those out so you guys could all um, connect. So now, so as we are wrapping up our Parley with the People segment here um, on the Empower Hour, we always like to put our guests on the spot and ask if you guys have any empowering words you want to leave with our listeners. I'll go first. I believe that every individual has a gift or a talent. It might be 
latent. It might not be recognized yet, um, but they do have one. And this is an opportunity if you don't yet recognize what yours is or you're not using it to the fullest, this is an opportunity where we can help you do that. Were you speaking for everybody or did you guys each have a, an empowering word? No, I'm sure each of them has one. <laughs> yeah, okay, awesome. Let me, good, guys, you're getting three for one this morning. Good. <laughs> well, I believe that um, coming, you know, um, one way of really finding out about who you are is to take a risk and take a challenge. And, you know, through taking risk and challenge, often you'll be rewarded handsomely. And um, I'm looking for young men who are looking to challenge themselves in that way. And to, and, and to reinvent themselves. The word reinvention is so important. Great time. I love that. Thank you. And last, very far from least. <laughs> um, I'm glad I went last because it gave me a bit of time to think of something. <laughs> I still haven't, actually. So, I mean, I think I'll just echo what Stan and Valerie have said, that every young person, they have their life ahead of them. And even if you've had a few struggles, and I'm sure... Valerie and Stan and, and, and Pharaoh and Gina, we all had some struggles when we were teenagers and in our early 20s. Absolutely. But, but life is long. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Time is on your side. Um, there may have been people who have not seen your talent yet or who have ignored you or marginalized you, but there are great people in the world. Um, I myself, uh, for example, when I was younger in my church, I had some great ministers and youth leaders who helped me get on, on a certain path in life, which has led me to be, be a bit of a success. Um, and I think Valerie, Stan, and myself would, would like to uh, try and be that, that kind of person for people out there in the community. And, uh, uh, and we do want to help and, and don't be despondent because there's a, a lot of goodwill, a lot of hope, and um, a, a lot can be done. And we're looking forward to working together on this project. Amazing, thank you. And any closing words, Gina? Uh, I am so glad we had uh, this meeting today. And it's funny because I, I normally learn late in the week who we're going to meet on Sundays. And it's funny because I have um, my, my segment for today is actually closely related to what we're talking today. And I'm very passionate about that. So I love what you guys are doing. Um, it sounds like you have some right players behind it to get it off the ground. And I am very much excited to see how this uh, folds out and gets executed. Thank awesome. you. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. And for uh, thank you so much. Thanks. Definitely. Yeah, thanks we will definitely much. be in touch. And again, guys, so thank you. So for those who have been listening, so this is again an amazing, another awesome segment of Parley with the People. And we've had uh, Valerie Gordon, Stanley Chase, and uh, Dr. Rob Whitney. And we're discussing the project. The and, and what is what what is the actual the, I was gonna say that flex to launch. Flex to launch. This is the flex, flex to launch. Yes, I love it. I love it. So this is the flex to launch project, guys. So stay tuned. You guys will be hearing a lot more about the project. And this has been Parley with the people on the Empower Hour. Kings and queens, this was the Empower Hour with Pharaoh Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.